right. So this week I wanted to talk about why are you broke? We're going to talk about mindset of money and why you are actually not as wealthy as you want to be. Talk about that this week on episode 150 of the relaxed mail. This is the relaxed mail a show that comes to you each week, helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello, and welcome to the relaxed mail. All right, this week we're going to be talking about why you were broke, but before we jump into that, I want to tell the new guys who are listening. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening. And we are, I'm, I'm just, I'm tickled pink to have you uh, show up and, and listen and come to understand why it is you're actually broke. Now the relaxed mail is typically a show where we're talking about why not, why men's thoughts get them into so many, so much trouble. That's why the nice guy has such a hard time because they think that one thing's going to happen and completely throw out the, the main, the, the idea that everybody else has got their own operating manual. They have their own thoughts. They have their, their own individual person and that they think they, they can actually control people because they have this, they have this, this line of thinking that, you know, they have to make a person happy for them to feel validated and it doesn't work. And so you end up having a nice guy who, who ends up being a jerk. And so that's why nice guys aren't very nice. They, they try different tactics and those tactics don't work. Then the, uh, the claws come out and you all of a sudden don't have a very nice guy. But today I wanted to talk about why you are broke. Why do you not have as much money in the bank account as you would really like? Why do you not have the funds? Why do you not have the success that you're actually after? Maybe you're trying, you want to make, you know, a million dollars in, in a year. Yet, you know, you're barely clipping 50,000. Why can you know, that million dollars seems like it's an impossible amount. Why can you not make a million dollars? You've heard everybody talk about, you know, uh, laws of attraction. Well, I've been trying to attract to a million dollars a year. Well, trying to attract and trying to earn a million dollars a year is two different things. And you actually, part of the equation on the law of attraction is you have to have a million dollars a year worth of thought work in effect so that you can actually start earning a million dollars a year. If you're sitting around thinking, you know, having a scarcity mindset, you're going to end up not being able to earn a million dollars because a million dollars is an abundant mindset while thinking that you don't have enough money to pay this, this week's uh, bills is, is a completely different mindset that cancels those two that thought the million dollar mindset out. So why are you broke? Well, you're broke because of your thoughts. If I wanted to, to not bury the lead, it's because you're, you're of your thoughts and what you think of money. And, and you, it, it baffles a lot of people because you see so many different people with different degrees of wealth. Some are very rich. Some are, in, you know, are Jeff Bezos rich while others are 
destitute and they're homeless and they don't have, you know, they don't have enough money to pay attention. And that's where a lot of people end up falling is somewhere in between those two extremes. And you see people talking about, about the poor and they often talk about, you know, how we've got to figure out how to, how to, to help the poor, help them uh, not be poor. How, and people want to go off and say that it's uh, capitalism's fault. why these people are poor. And you've got all these rich people who are, who are nice and rich and make, make enough money that they could give it to the poor and the poor would just suddenly stop being poor. And they would. If we were to take all the rich people, all the billionaires' money, and we were divided out, and we used to give it to everybody, no matter who it was, and let's just go in the United States. Because believe it or not, even the poorest of the poor in the U.S., my, well, minus those who are actually destitute, homeless, and living on the streets, and even they make quite a bit of money when they when they want to, and they are standing on the street corners, those people are actually, we're still part of the if you remember back in uh, uh the occupy wall street when that when that little event was happening they were talking about the evil one percent the one percent controls all the money oh uh, you know they were complaining about themselves in all reality because even the poorest person in the united states is part of the one percent wealthy of the whole world there's some people who make, you know, only 50 cents, you know, a week or so. I don't know exactly how much the poorest nations make, but there are some that make vastly less than what the homeless guy standing on the street corner makes. And if you hear a bunch of noise and stuff in the background, just a little side note here, uh, just know that it's uh, rain. Uh, my, our, mine and my wife's dog, but my son's also brought, uh, his dog and my daughter's uh, over in, uh, in town also. And they brought their dog and these three are just having the time of their life. And I've just got to record it. And so <laughs> we're just going to have to roll with it. But yeah, so when it comes to, to money, you, it's a matter of perspective. A lot of people want to see see money as it being uh, uh, the source of all evil. You know, you've heard that that misquoted Bible verse time and time again. Money is the root of all evil. No, money is the root of all kinds of evil, and those who chase money actually uh, create suffering in their life. Those who are just out for money for the sake of money, that if they think they can hold on to this physical piece of paper. That they can, that, that is for the source of their happiness. They're not going to, to do it. They're going to suffer. They're going to have, they're going to have times in their life that is not, they're going to have a lot more suffering in their life than people who are actually wealthy. And that is the, the big rub that a lot of people have, especially people who want to excoriate capitalism because they think capitalism is, 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 why there's rich people and there's poor people. And I hate to tell it. I've told it to them many times. I've gotten into many, many Twitter fights about this. The poor are poor because of the choices that they make. That is one of the things about capitalism. If they wanted to become stupid rich, guess what? All they would have to do is change how they're thinking of the world and change how they're thinking of money and start actually providing a value to society and society will pay them back with those little green certificates of appreciation. 
get many people, especially those who are are homeless and things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of mental illnesses in there, and that's a completely that's a completely side uh, topic in itself. You know, what do we how do we handle the the mentally ill hill uh, mentally ill homeless? Because yeah, your logic doesn't work on on the truly mentally ill. Not all the little mentally ill, you know, disorders that the uh, psychology psychiatric uh, organization likes to create. Time, you know, they come up with suborders, sub disorders for sub disorders that have sub disorders. And a lot of times those just, you know, those have gotten, those have actually gotten out of hand. I mean, is there a, a such thing as an anxiety disorder? Yeah. When a person is so riddled with anxiety that they cannot do anything, that can change the chemistry of the brain. Yes. But at the same time, you can change how you think about different, different circumstances and you would fix a lot of the, the disorders. But we're not here to talk. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not anything like that. I, this is just what I have been able to observe in, in, uh, in life. But when it comes to money, you will see those who are actually complaining about money and say that money is, is evil. Money is, is capitalism is, is horrible. It's the people who don't want to actually try and don't want to actually have to do the actual work to be able to earn money because we do, we earn the money that we get. A lot of times we earn it because we provide a service to society and society as a means of repaying us is how the, the universe in the law of attraction actually works. You actually have to apply. You actually have to pay a toll to be able to receive the money. That toll could be that you are serving people. You're providing something of value. If you're giving something away for free, you're giving it away for free and it's not a value. You're not going to get any money back from that. I am providing something for value. And so there's people who come by from time to time and they drop me some Satoshis when they do a boost. Didn't get any boost this week, by the way. So we're not talking about boosts or not giving shout outs to, uh, the, to the folks that actually did a boost. But when you have people who are complaining about what money is and when they are talking about how unfair the system is, it's because they tried something didn't apply enough value to it to get the value in return that they, tr- that they wanted. So they didn't get the money back. And so they, instead of reexamining the faults that they have in their own lines of thinking, examining where they went wrong, they've gone off and abdicated their responsibility to being either it's capitalism's fault. It's uh, some larger competitor's fault. When in all, if you actually, if they were really being creative about what they, thought and didn't uh didn't think and paid attention to those types of of aspects they would see that the smaller company is actually at a greater advantage than what uh than what the bigger companies the richer companies have the smaller company is a lot more agile they can do things that have to give us polishing touch that a big company cannot do a big company does what they can 
for the ma- most amount of people. While the smallest person, small companies can actually sit there and you could write out a handwritten thank you note to every person, very personalized. Hey, John, I appreciate you taking the time to, to purchase this, uh, this super duper mega blanket. And as a means of saying thank you, here's a note and some candy bar and some stickers. And you give them some little free, you know, added bonuses in with your purchase. A big company can't do that. They could try. But they, it wouldn't be, be as personal because they have, they do so much volume, but also they are, if they want to make a change to something that they're doing, they have to take a very long time to be able to do that because they have, as anything, bigger it is, the more mass, the harder it is to be able to turn or change directions on something that has more mass. Same thing as with a small company. You can take a small company and you can zip and zag and you can do all sorts of things that the big company only wishes and you can outshine the big company. If you're trying to fight a company, you know, price on price, you're going to lose every time. You've got to figure out how to provide more value so that you can make more money. And so a lot of people look at money and wish that they had it. They wish that uh, they didn't have to put in so much work. And that would be nice. Yeah, if you could just go, oh, I would like to have a million dollars. There's a million dollars. It doesn't happen. You have to, you actually have to put something into the, into the universe for it to be able to give you that million dollars. And the thing about money, the actual amount that you have in the bank, that's nothing but a circumstance. Right now, if you look in your in your bank account and you see that you've got, say, twelve hundred dollars, you may say look at that and go, Well, there's there's the house payment. That's all I've got. <laughs> and uh I guess I'm not eating this week. All right. That's the fact that you have twelve hundred dollars is a circumstance. Why is it a circumstance? Because you see that amount. Maybe you look in your account and you see you only have nine dollars and fifty cents. You're going, oh crap! I ain't going to get crap. I ain't going to get my my house paid right now. I I don't have I don't have the the money for rent. What am I going to do? And you start having the thoughts concerning that nine dollars and fifty cents in your account. And you look at somebody who has like we used to have a. I used to. We would hear uh, my my in-laws. My in-laws are in the law practice. And from time to time, you'd hear them going talking about how the the cost of the boat is is eating the eating them alive. They just don't have the money for the slip fees and yada, yada, yada. And how how are we going to get the money together to be able to pay for the, this and have money for retirement and all these other worries? And, you know, whenever I was 10 years ago, 15, even 15 years ago, I hear them complain about that. And I was going, oh, yeah, if only I had that, you know, well, I don't know what it is, like 15,000, you know, whatever, however much money they bring in a month, which is, you know, a lot more than what I was making. I was like going, if I only, if I had brought that much money, if I had that much money and I'd be doing a lot more different stuff. And you're right. I wouldn't be, I'd be doing a lot more different things than what they are with their money. But the, the fact that they are, have 
that much money and still have the same worries as what somebody with the little bit of money has shows that circumstance, the money is nothing but a circumstance. Yeah, there may be a few zeros on the end of it, but at the same time, so do the bills. Money is a circumstance. What you think of that money is where the worry, the stress, the anxiety, the the joy, whatever it is you have that you're thinking of comes from. Money doesn't buy happiness. You're right. Money is the the amount of money that you have in your in your account does not bring you happiness. The thought of what you have in your about that money is where the happiness or the dread or the anxiety or the worry or the guilt or the, you know, this, that, these, those, and the others. All the rest of that comes from the fact that you see you have $150 in your account. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You've got all your bills paid. You've got, and you've got all the food that you need and you've got $150 extra in your account. Hey, that'd be a good thing, is it? Or that $150, you know, you've still got $1,000 worth of bills to pay and you've only got $150. That's where the issue comes into play. So again, it's all your thoughts create your results. So if you're wanting to have a million dollars a year, you've got to really pay attention and change the thoughts that you have. And it's not just, oh, well, I'm going to have happy thoughts today. Great. Have happy thoughts. You're going to be, ha- you're going to have a happy time. But what are you doing to actually earn that million dollars? That's where it comes into play. If you're looking down your nose at capitalism and then trying capitalism, guess what? It's not going to work. Look at all the major companies these days who are doing all the woke BS that they're doing. They are, there is a phrase going around now that's go woke, go broke. Why? Because that is uh, such a limiting mindset to have that everybody is a, is a, a victim of, of what, cause well, wokeism and all the critical race theories, the, you know, trans race, uh, train, trans critical trans theories, all these other critical theories that are going on all come from critical theory about centered around communism. So it's all is based under the scarcity of, a resource. So yeah, you're going to keep the poor is going to stay poor under woke, woke politics because they stay victims. You can't be a victim and be a millionaire at the same time. If you're sitting there thinking everybody's out to get you, you're not going to make a million dollars a year. You're going to have trouble making rent much, much less worrying about how you're going to make a million dollars this year. Millionaires, if you were to sit down and actually talk to millionaires, you would see their way of looking at, at finances, how they look at money. You sit down, you can find a millionaire. There's a bunch of millionaires you have no idea are around you. And a millionaire is somebody whose worth, net worth is over, uh, is over a million dollars. So that includes their house, their cars. What's in the bank account, what's in uh, stocks and bonds, all the money that, that is actually theirs, they act, money that they own in either physical assets or in as in, in liquid money. If that's over a million dollars, go talk to those people. Ask them, hey, man, can I go buy, buy a cup of coffee? And you buy the cup of coffee 
yeah, you have only seventy five cents to rub banging around in your in your pocket, and you ask a millionaire out, pay for that coffee, because what you're doing, because you're fixing to get some value from him. It may only be the value amount of value that's worth a cup of coffee, but if you pay attention, that cup of coffee worth of value is actually worth thousands in your in your book. You sit down and actually talk to a millionaire and ask him something along the lines of if you had if you lost everything that you uh in your life today and all you had left was $1000. What would you do to rebuild your fortune? See what they have to say about that. So Money, like I said, is a circumstance. It is not a fact. Or, I mean, it is a fact. It is not the thoughts you are having about that particular, about that particular amount. Money can, can buy you all sorts of stuff. It can also cause you a lot of, of worries. And that again is based upon what you're thinking around money if you think you have you don't have any any money available then guess what you're not going to have you're not going to have money available <clears throat> your money if you say tell yourself hey i can't do i, I don't i'm not going to have enough money for this your brain's going to go okay well we can't ha- make any can't have money for this and it's going to start finding ways to spend any extra money that you happen to have and i hope that's not really coming in that much i bet you it is so Yep, it's rain. She found her squeaky. She can't hear the squeak, but by God, she loves to chew on the squeaky. So, <laughs> so sorry guys, y'all gonna have to deal with the with a shark squeaking. So, when you find or when you are having those thoughts about money, and you look at what a person has and what a person doesn't have, know that it's about the thoughts. It's about the mindset. A person with a scarcity mindset is not going to see the opportunities that lay in front of them. They're worried about what they don't have. Their fear is that they are losing their money. So anytime they may have to be able to invest in something, put some money towards a an, a project that they want to do, if they don't have enough money and they're scarce with it, they're going to end up holding on to it. They're going to let that that opportunity to make more money pass because they're too afraid that they're going to lose that, you know, that hundred dollar bill they're giving up pennies or they're giving up dollars because they're too busy looking for pennies. So why are people that are are poor is because of their choice, which is what really sets a lot of people who, who are, who think that I, I'm being, you know, cold about about the, the world's poor? You're telling me that they 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 want to be poor? Yeah, it is more comfortable for them to be poor than to have to make the mental changes needed to be able to start making lots of money. And that again also sets their hair on, people's hair on fire because they're like, "Have you ever tried being poor?" Yeah, damn it, I have been poor before. There was a time when I was struggling to make sure rent was paid. And so all I got to eat for the month was lettuce sandwiches 
And if I had a little extra money, I might be able to buy some soy sauce so I could add some different flavor to my lettuce sandwiches. And it was a big thing because, and the reason why lettuce sandwiches, because a head of lettuce was a dollar. A loaf of bread was 75 cents. I could get those and I could eat for a couple of weeks until next pay period. Whenever I would have another $3 that I could go off and get a couple more items. And if I had some money left over, I could get some ramen noodles to, make, to to go along with it. I could have a soup and sandwich. I walked everywhere. I didn't have a car. Yes, it does. It sucks being broke. But there are people who just accept the fact that they are broke. Instead of going, dude, this sucks. I don't want to be broke anymore. And start making t- uh, changes t- and tough changes. To get out of being broke. I did something I did not want to do growing up and, uh, being in, uh, being in that state. I decided, you know what? I'm going to do something. I I said I was never going to do. I was not going to join the military. I went into the Navy. I was going to start out. I tried doing the Air Force, but the Air Force didn't, didn't want me. So I started at the place where I figured it was going to be the easiest. And I was going to work my way down to where I was going to wind, you know, if, uh, if Air Force wasn't going to take me, I was going to do Navy. If Navy wouldn't take me, I was going to try Coast Guard. If Coast Guard wouldn't take me. Then I was going to go to, uh, I was going to go into the Army. If Army wouldn't take me, I was going to do the Marines. I was going to go from easiest, you know, least likely to get shot to the most likely that I was going to get shot. Luckily, I got on a boat. So there was not much shooting going at me going on, but that is the, the fact that I was willing to explore doing something that was out of my comfort zone. I didn't want people yelling at me. I didn't want people hollering and calling me scumbags and, and things like that and making the really stupid, well, where are you from? Well, I'm from Texas. Oh, you know, there's only two things from Texas, steers and queers. I don't see any antlers above your or horns over, over your head. You know, it's like, all right, congratulations, dude. You saw full metal jacket. All right. Yeah. You know, who were I? You know, I decided to, I had to get out of my comfort zone. And so because I was able to get out of my comfort zone, I was able to move myself up on a rung. I became a little more financially viable, so to speak. Doesn't mean I was, I was making a whole lot of money because I was, I was only E3 and you, you're not making much money when you're, when you're a, a seaman in the, uh, in the Navy. Yes, yes, laugh, laugh, laugh. Yes, the first three ranks of <laughs> of 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 the navy, you're a seaman. All right, you're yes, you're just spooge. So now that we got all the chuckling over with, we'll continue. Scarcity mindset holds you back. It keeps you blind to all the opportunities. And a lot of people who are are broke, a lot of people who are poor, have a scarcity mindset. They are not going to not going to try something because it's too to them they think it's too risky to spend 20 bucks to buy some newspapers and start selling newspapers like i said they are too busy looking for pennies they miss the dollar bills this is one reason why people with a with an abundant mindset they are able to make more money because they see that they have plenty of what they need right now. They know that they have all the money that they really need. 
They have all the money for everything they truly want. And so any extra is just a little extra icing on the cake. While if you, when you have that abundant mindset, you actually are willing to look around. You That's why people with abundant mindsets, they give away money. That's one reason why the universe gives back is because when you give money, the universe or God, depending on who you, how you want to look at it, God gives you that back. All he's asking is for 10% uh, on tithing and 10% doesn't mean you have to give it to the church. 10% of tithing can be, you know, spend 10% of your time helping, you know, helping the poor 10% of your time being in big brothers, big sisters, 10% of your time doing other things, helping, you know, working for Habitat for Humanity. You can give 10% of your income to a charity. You can give 10% of your income to something else. I like to walk around. I like to have, whenever I go and buy food, I buy two extra meals when I can. I'll buy two extra meals because whenever I am at the end of the week, I get, there's a particular corner that I stop at. There is always somebody standing on the corner with a sign saying anything will help. And so I give them some food. What they do with the food, I don't know. It's not my business anymore. I wanted to help, and that's how I help from time to time. I'll see somebody uh, sitting out on outside of a, a, a truck stop. And I'll buy them a cup of coffee. Do I give them money? No, I could. But a lot of times, no, I just I buy something for them that they may need. Another thing that poor people have is that they think that they can't learn. It's called having a fixed mindset. The concept of a fixed mindset came from Carol Dweck's book called Mindset. And the fixed mindset is that you rely solely on your talents. So when you hit a particular barrier, you can't go any further. You have exceeded, you've hit the limit of your bet, your talents. And most of the time people give up when they do that. The opposite of a fixed mindset is a growth mindset. And the growth person with a growth mindset actually is okay with learning. They're cool with getting their hands dirty and screwing up, failing time and time and time again, because it's failing is nothing, is nothing bad yet because they see failure as being this horrible, terrible circumstance when it's all actually just, you know, oh, I put, sorry, I had to stop for a second and <laughs> deal with the dogs. So anyhow, where was I? Um, talked about uh, growth mindset and um, so anyhow, we'll, we'll just continue there. May probably going to rehash some stuff that I was thinking. So anyhow, when you're with, if you have a growth mindset, you take failure as being a, a good thing. That's a point where you learned, you learned something new. You, you found, you tried something, it didn't work. And all right, sweet, awesome. A fixed mindset sees a failure as, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do that now. While growth is like, sweet, awesome. I failed at that. We look at it, the circumstance, whatever that circumstance ended up being. We took it to take a growth mindset person. They're going to look at a failure as being just, all right. That's a loss. Boom. And let's mark that down on the, on the loss. We got, uh, you know, you're going to have a hundred losses for every win, but that win is going to be the bigger step. The losses are not a step back. There's just a, they're a tiny, they're a baby step forward. 
Baby step forward. Baby step forward. Baby step forward. Baby step forward. Oh, we got a win. Look at that. We got a great big huge monster uh, step forward. And a little step forward. Little step forward. Little step. And if you're able to have that type of mindset, and to, and you can, when I say able, it's only because I only say able because you have to choose to have that mindset. If you catch yourself in a fixed mindset where you're you're relying on your talents and skills only, then you're you are not going to progress forward. While if you are in a growth mindset, you're going to go and you're going to oh, damn it, and you're going to be upset about the failure. But it's not going to grip you and and, and cause you to go, never mind, this just isn't going to work. I am a failure at this. I can't do this. Let's not even try it anymore and go on your own way. You have to be able to do stuff like that. You have to decide you're going to get uncomfortable. If you get uncomfortable about stuff, that is where the growth really starts to happen. And that's that right there, being able to get uncomfortable is what keeps the poor people poor. Because, yeah, it, not the best situation in the world. I, I, I get that. And that's the argument a lot of, of of people who I fight against on whether poor want to be poor or not comes from. Oh, so you think it's comfortable being uh, being broke and not being able to feed feed your kids and having to work three jobs and yada, yada, yada. For them, Yeah. It is a lot more comfortable than having to change your habits, change who you're hanging around with. A lot of people who are broke and poor are living in a city that has, you know, city where rent is $2,000 for a closet. Yeah, no wonder you're having a tr- hard time making in, uh, ends meet. It's because you're spending too much money on wanting to live in a place that you can't afford. Why did, why was there such a, why did people catch so much heck from, uh, on, in 2008 when they lost their houses? Because they bought, they were only able to afford a $50,000 house and they spent 200 grand on a house because somebody said, Oh, well, you can afford a $200,000 house. Well, I'm sure at that time when I bought my house 15 years ago, I could have uh, easily afforded, you know, I could have easily gotten a, $200,000 house. I could have gotten a McMansion just as easily as anybody else. Did I? No, I knew I was not, I did not want to have a $200,000 house. Wanted to try to go as, as nicely as I could with as cheaply as I could. And so I spent $60,000 on a house. My house payment is right now. It's, it's 600 bucks, $625 a month. And y'all are going, wow, man, I could, you know what I could do with 600 with the, with my house payment being that cheap. Yeah. You could do a lot more than what I do. My cost of living is a lot cheaper. Oh, but you can't get paid $17 an hour for at places like that. You're right. But again, cost of living is cheaper. So the price of living is not going to be as high. And a lot of people discovered here recently in 2000 and in 2020 when COVID come running through here. They realize that the Wuhan flu is actually kind of a blessing because all of a sudden, oh, you don't actually have to show up to work to be able to do work. You can actually just be on the, on the internet and do everything that you need from the internet and have a completely different life and live a wonderful life. Provide the value and you get paid the value. So why are you poor? 
what uh, what uncomfortable situations do you not want to face? I don't want to have to leave. I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to go find a new job someplace else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of sucks doing that. But considering that you might be able to live in, you know, you ought to check and see what what the cost of living is living two hours away from the city you want to be in. You might find that it's a lot cheaper. You might find it's a lot better. But the only way you're going to find out is by starting to look. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to stop doing what's not working because you don't want to change your habits. You're going to have to change your habits. You're going to have to change the way you're thinking. You're going to have to change a whole lot. And when you do, you're going to find that things become a lot easier. So if this anything that I said in this particular episode just uh, resonates with you on any level, Share this out. Share this out with your friends, your family. Take a screenshot of it all and, and share it up on the Instagram. If you are you know somebody in particular who this uh, particular episode would help, give it take a hit that share button on your podcast app and send it as a text message. Let guys other guys know that there is a podcast out there that is helping men become better men. This podcast is helping men to become the men that they need society to be helping these men become the men that they know is residing inside of them. And is just becoming a source of frustration because they don't want to step out of the comfort zone, step out of the comfort zone. It's nowhere near as uncomfortable as you think. As a matter of fact, on the other side, the water is incredible and it's beautiful and it's awesome. And you can't do it until you get out of that cold ice bath and start walking through that veil of discomfort. So guys, with that, thank y'all again for listening. Love y'all lots. Catch y'all next week. Till then, bye.